0: Two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here helping Christians to get more into the Bible, encouraging us men especially to make marriage great again and helping men to be godly men and all of us to be stronger in our hearts, our souls, and our mind and to glorify Christ Jesus who leads us to think and not into temptation. We are continuing our journey here in Genesis and. Remember last time, if you heard out, uh we see Laban, Jacob's uh father-in-law, tricking him again. They just made a deal about the sheeps and the goats and the lambs and the speckled and the and the black and this and that, all these I all these things that help identify a sheep or a goat very, very easily. And so if they have these things, they're they're Jacob's and if they don't, then they're Laban's. Laban agrees, but then Laban right away tricks, uh, does a little trickery, sends all the ones that have the markings that should be Jacob's uh, with his men, with Laban's men, and separates them by three days' journey. Meanwhile, and that's where we're going to pick up here, Jacob is not not discouraged. He just goes about what he knows to do. It says, verse 37 of chapter 30 of Genesis. Genesis 30, verse 37. Then Jacob took fresh sticks of poplar and almond and plain trees and peeled white streaks in them, exposing the white of the sticks. He set the sticks that he had peeled in front of the flocks in the troughs, that is the watering places where the flocks came to drink, and since they bred when they came to drink, the flocks bread in front of the sticks, and so the flocks brought forth striped, speckled and spotted. And Jacob separated the lambs and set the faces of the flocks toward the striped and and all the black in the flock of Laban. He put his own droves apart and did not put them with Laban's flock. When whenever the stronger of the flock were breeding, Jacob would lay the sticks in a trough before the eyes of the flock that they might breed among the sticks. But for the feebler of the flock, he would not lay them there. So the feebler would be Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man increased greatly and had large flocks, female servants and male servants, and camels and donkeys. All right, and we'll stop there at the end of chapter 30. So it's the same description that was given earlier of Abraham, meaning that Jacob has become wealthy there's about six years that are going on here. So when he does leave, he's going to make the comment to his father-in-law, for 20 years, I've served you, right? So seven to marry Rachel, and then after being tricked, another seven years. So that's 14, and now gaining his own herds, he's going to work six years, and then he's going to plan his own escape. So, you know, where does that lead us? Well, a couple of things for us to realize is, He's an older man, Laban's an older man, and they both seem to stick to their character. What is their character? Well, trickery. Laban is very deceitful, and Jacob has learned some things and he's using those to his advantage. And so, whether they're dishonest or not could be an argument, but God is definitely blessing Jacob, regardless of where Jacob is. And Jacob is not really, actually, he's not pursuing God. He knows God exists. This isn't a doubting that God exists. This is a, I'm Jacob, I'm going to do what I want kind of deal. Although he did follow his father and his mother's will for him to leave the land of Canaan and go to the land where he currently is serving his uncle and now has gained four wives and 12 children and is going to have yet another. So the reality here is that the the Bible is filled with stories of, of people who who are imperfect. As a matter of fact, every person except for Jesus mentioned in the Bible is imperfect. We have our flaws. We're human. We're part of the human race. And it's a broken race. And so Jesus had to die. And if there was some way we could fix it, he wouldn't have had to die. But since we can't fix it, he had to die. And our job... What we are to do is to repent and turn from our wicked ways and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, something that Jacob will do here soon but has not yet done. So God is still blessing him, and it could be that God's hand of blessing is upon you. It doesn't necessarily mean in that moment that you are following hard after God. Jacob is a perfect example of that. But we do want God to be blessing us, and we want to be moving in a direction that God wants us to move. So one of the things I'm often saying, especially to myself as of late, is that we need to, to figure out what is God's vision for my life and and then to pursue it. So we, we have to pursue God to, to know His vision for our life and then to to go hard after it. And the only way I know to really know God's vision for our life is to be in His Word continuously and to be praying and asking asking for wisdom asking for direction asking for what that will is and often i have found that he he leads us by helping us to make the next step and that can be very very frustrating for some and so while i do wish he would lay out where i might be 10 or 12 or 14 years from now, we're reading a story about a guy that was just told the next thing. And then all of a sudden he's got a seven-year commitment. You know, his thing was to leave and go to the land of his uncle. So he does. He gets there. He agrees to work for seven years. So for seven years he's going to work, and then he's going to gain a wife named Rachel. He does it, and he gets tricked into another seven years of service so that he can still so that he can have Rachel, but now he also has been tricked into marrying Leah. Now he wants to go his own way, but he has nothing. And so he needs to leave with something. He needs a way to pay for things. And so now he's going to work another six years. And he's building a kingdom, if you will. He's got four wives, and, or two wives, and they're maidservants. And then he has all these children. We a long, a long journey still ahead of him. One to get back to his homelands over 500 miles. And now he's not traveling alone. He's going to have a lot with him. But here's the reality about Jacob. As imperfect as Jacob is, Jacob leads. He leads his family. He leads also by being submissive, yet pretty shrewd, and staying on task. He stays on task and gets it done. So he doesn't just throw up his arms and say okay whatever I give up you know and he keeps moving on moving forward as difficult as difficult as it can be sometimes and so that's what we need to do we need to keep pressing on and staying focused on the main things as believers we need to keep our eyes on Jesus if we're husbands how do we how do we best cherish love nurture our wives Uh, as a wife how do i how do i love and respect my husband and come alongside and help him also how do i help him understand me and um, so that i feel totally valued god loves all the same as far as his elect and so if you have a husband and wife he doesn't love the husband more he looks at us as equal Right, he made him male and female he made him in his likeness and so we are made in the image of God And so that's a big deal to God and so we need to be pursuing him, pursuing each other if we happen to be parents how are we doing in that area understanding that we absolutely have to disciple our children that is definitely clear in scripture so what are we doing to disciple our children, to help them to grow up to be worshipers of God in spirit and in truth and to understand who God is and, and who we are in light of God and how we need to to know him and and, and make him known. So uh going long here again, almost up on ten minutes. So hope you guys are gonna have a praying you're gonna have a great day. Praying this is encouraging. And we're only to the 30th, finish of the 30th chapter of the Bible and so much brokenness as we go from Adam and Eve who sinned to their kids Cain and Abel one killed the other and we just see the sin get so bad that God floods the world but he has Noah and his family they escape on the ark and then they have issues and that and so now all the way to really Shem having just recently died Shem being one of the sons of Noah and here is Abraham's grandson Jacob Moving forward, being deceitful, being deceived—it's crazy, like a, like a comedy. I don't know. It's like a comedy, but anyways, it's, it's we're, we live in a broken world, and the Bible is filled with broken people. But there is a God, who is in control, and we can trust Him. God bless you guys. Go out there, trust God, move forward. We'll talk to you soon. God bless.